Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of The Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and... Quentin. Alright, <clears throat> obviously it's been a uh, long slate of college football games this weekend. We watched a lot yesterday, so let's uh, talk about some of those games we watched. So, let's talk about some of the ranked games. Uh, We'll start with uh, Texas. Texas started off a little slow, but uh, once they got comfortable in that game, they kind of did what they were supposed to do. They came, uh, they uh, broke away. They won 37 to 10. So Texas is all right, but I believe next week they play Alabama and we'll really see what they're made of then. Uh, next game I want to talk about is TCU and Colorado. Colorado beat TCU uh, 45 to 42. So my hat's off to uh, Deion Sanders winning that first game of the season as his first co- his first game coaching as a Division One head coach. Um, his son had a very good game at quarterback. Uh, however, there wasn't a lot of defense played in that game at all. Uh, both teams had over 500 yards of offense between the two, so uh, both those teams need to work on their defense. It's an exciting game, though. I'll, I'll say I watched the second half of it. Um, it was pretty exciting to watch it go down to the wire like that and uh, end on that defensive stand by Colorado. Uh, what do you think about those two games? Um, well, what I thought about those two games is that, um, y- you know, I do agree. I do agree with you. Texas did go go off to a slow start. Um, once they got comfortable, uh, they took over the game. Yeah, that's that's kind of an. Um, that's usually how week one always starts for most teams. They, you know, it's the first game against another team. You know, real defense, real real game. So it takes a little bit of time to figure some things out. But, uh, yep. So let's move on to uh, Georgia. They took care of business. They also started just a bit slow in the first half, but once they started clicking, you could tell they they were there. Their defense is good again. Uh, so you know they won forty eight to seven. They handled their business. Um, and then you had uh, Michigan against East Carolina. They won thirty to three. I think that. Uh, Michigan still has some uh, things to work on, but I, I think that the J.J. McCarthy looked really good in that game. Um, I think he was a lot better with his passes than he was last year in that game as far as fitting them into tighter windows. Um, what do you think? What do you think about those two games? Um, what I thought about those two games are uh, that uh, no, Georgia did get off to a slow start. Georgia got off to a slow start as well. Um, uh, they uh, they were leading seventeen nothing at the half, and uh, in the second half, they got more comfortable. Carson Beck got more comfortable in in the pocket, and then uh, they just took away the whole game. Um, Michigan Michigan got off got. Michigan's one of those games that got off to a uh, a good start in the first half, but in the second half they uh, cooled down because they let some of those second backup QBs um, 
backup running backs get some time to play in week one. Yeah, those third and fourth stringers. Yep. So let's talk about the Ohio State-Indiana game. So this one surprised me a little. Um, I thought Ohio State would dominate that. However, I will say that um, Indiana usually has a decent defense, and so that's a hard ask to ask a brand-new quarterback for his first game to start against a, a tough IU defense to, to come out and just dominate the game. So I think that uh, the more that, that I thought about that, the more I was like, you know what, it was a, a young kid, and IU's defense is pretty pretty tough. But that still did surprise me that they they only won 23-3. to uh, That was... Uh, hats off to IU for that defense. Um, on the it's hard to hold a Ryan Day offense to twenty three points in a game, um, especially for the the longevity of the game. So that IU defense looks pretty stout. Uh, but yeah, that that'd be a hard ask for you know a young quarterback first game out to play against a, a tough defense like that. I, I think they have a. Youngstown State or somebody next week. So I think he'll get a little bit more of an ability to make some of those down-the-field throws to Marvin Harrison Jr. and, and Meko Obuka and probably get a little more comfortable in that offense against a lesser defense. Uh, Alabama handled their business uh, 56-7 to against Middle Tennessee. So uh, um, go ahead. Well... Well, something that surprised me in the Ohio State-Indiana game is that Kyle McCord uh, didn't really th- throw to Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. They mostly uh, just ran the ball the whole game. Well, I think that uh, that IU defense brought a lot of pressure. And so I think to help him a little bit was his decision-making. They utilized tight ends in the run game a lot more than they did the downfield passing because I think they were the those that defensive line for IU was was kind of getting to him, so I, I think they were trying to make the game a little easier for him, and that's why they kind of leaned on that run game and, and their tight ends a little bit more than they they normally would. Um, what surprised me is that um, Alabama's new QB. I think he was a fourth string there. It surprised me that um, he actually did pretty decent. Yeah, he threw for uh, three touchdowns and then ran for another two. So, yeah, he had a pretty good outing against Middle Tennessee. Not bad for first first game uh, start of the season. Yep, not not bad. I think the last playing time he got was last year when... Uh, Young got hurt. Yeah, Tennessee game, I think it was. No. What game was it he got hurt? Um, I think maybe the Arkansas game. Okay, maybe it was. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I will say that USC, um, their defense was better this week. Um, they won 66-14 against Nevada. However, I'd still like to see how that defense fares against uh, Cause it's, tougher opponent. Yeah, because it's only, it's only um, three easy opponents for USC, so... Yep. I mean, they still have to face a Colorado, a Notre Dame, a Utah. Yeah, if Colorado's any, any indication of what their offense is going to look like against TCU, then yeah, 
they're going to be a tough <laughs> tough road. Yeah, tough out. Uh, you definitely got to bring the defense to stop them. Uh, Penn State handled business. They started out a little bit slow, but uh, you could tell that once uh, Drew Allaire got into a rhythm and got comfortable in the offense as a starter, uh, he started doing some things that they thought he could do. Uh, they won 38-15. to Washington won handily 56-19. Tennessee, 49-13. to uh, Notre Dame rolled again, 56-3. to Oregon looked really good, 81-7 to against Portland State. Oh, yeah, that was... That's, that's the, way, the way they should do it, so yeah, Oregon looked, looked good. Wisconsin won. Uh, they did definitely look... Their offensive set looked different. Um, it definitely was not the old school line it up and, you know... Between the tackles, smash it down the throat. They played a little bit of the spread offense. Not a lot, but a little bit. You can see where they spread the defense out some and, and created some running lanes for the run backs. They didn't necessarily have to run people over. They could run around them. So uh, Wisconsin, definitely that offense looked different. So I think you can uh, – they might be a problem there in the Big Ten West if they can continue to, to play like that. Under um, uh, Luke Fickle. Um, um, well, well, Penn State did start off slow against West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, I forgot what score was at the half, but uh, I mean, Penn, Drew Aller. It took some time for him. To uh, get get comfortable in the pocket and be able to uh, throw uh, th- throw the ball more. Yep. In the second half. Um. I think Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, had some troubles in the first half, but they were leading fourteen to ten. And they came away with the win, thirty-eight to seventeen. Uh, the Kansas State game, forty-five nothing. Yep. That's that's how Kansas State should shut out teams. Yeah, they look like they're going to be tough again in the uh, Big Twelve. Yeah. Oklahoma won like they should have, seventy-three to nothing. Uh, they look a lot better this year than they did last year. Um, of course, that was against Arkansas State. We'll see what happens when they start playing. You know, in the conference games, but I, I think they're going to be a lot better this year. Yeah. Um, Tex. Um, North Carolina, South Carolina. North Carolina handled business in yeah. that one. Um, Old Miss uh, handled business in their game, too, 73 to 7. They might be a team to look at in the SEC West this year. They were last year until they played the LSUs, the mm-hmm. Alabamas. Yep, Texas A&M is another one, 52-10 against New Mexico. So, you know, the ranked teams looked pretty good. Um, yeah, got to say. Iowa uh, beat Utah State 24-14. They started off hot, but it's the same Iowa defense. Or not defense. Uh, well, it is the same Iowa defense. And they, they handled their business like they should have, but it was the same Iowa offense that we've seen. I think the only difference was that uh, McNamara 
made a couple of throws that the last couple of quarterbacks couldn't. But at the end of the day, the offense was the same. Nothing's changed. And so it started after they had their hot start in the first quarter, it started stalling out. And so 24 to 14 was their final. They, I don't, I had to go back and look, but I'm not even sure if they scored a point in the second half. Um, oh, no. They, their offense stalled like it always does. So nothing's changed there. Uh, only other two things I want to talk about is uh, I was surprised Purdue lost. Yes, I was also surprised that they Purdue. lost to Fresno State, 39-35. And Illinois almost lost to Toledo, 30-28. to Think about how good they were last year, and they almost lost to Toledo first game out. Yeah, it's a little rough. That's going to show that, um, well, they did lose a lot to the draft. That's true. They, they lost did. Devin Witherspoon. Chase Brown. Yep. I'm excited to watch that uh, LSU-Florida State game tonight. Yes, me too. Uh, see what happens with that. Last time that was a uh, blocked great, field goal. great game. It came down to the wire and that blocked field goal. Absolutely. It was exciting. It was fun to watch. And I think this year will be just the same. It'll be exciting and fun to watch. And I'm excited to watch it. Uh, and then I'm excited to watch that Duke-Clemson Clemson game tomorrow. Yeah, that that's that may uh, that's going to be a good game for Kate Klubnik starting mm-hmm. in a season opener. Yep. Let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit here and uh, talk about some major league baseball. Uh, you know, this is the last month for the regular season, so the postseason's um, coming. Yep, the, the playoff is really starting to come into focus. Um, we can go back and uh, see how our predictions are doing. So, my Cubs are second place on the wild card. Like they were a couple podcasts ago. Um, the Reds still out of the wild card like they were a couple podcasts ago. Ah, uh, but they've kept that. They've kept that gap there. They actually closed the gap, and I believe they're only two games behind the Cubs now. Yeah, and um, also. But I'm just looking at the score for today, and the uh, Cubs are up nine to five. So. Oh yeah, Bellinger smashed. Looks like looks like they're going to split that that series they just played two to two. So, that's still a hotly contested spot there. Um, the National League is definitely has the most uh, hotly contested wild card right now. You got the Cubs at seventy two and sixty four, Diamondbacks at seventy and sixty six, Giants at seventy and sixty six, and the Reds at seventy one and sixty seven. And you got the Marlins on a little winning streak there. They are now sixty nine and sixty seven, starting to climb back into that wild card race. So you still got. Uh, about five teams kind of in it right now, you know, kind of digging their heels in there and, and making it a race. Yep. So, Padres. Padres are getting kind of close. Uh, they're 64 and 73. They're, they're quite a few games out. Six, six and a half. Um, you know, that's that's pretty good to have that many teams battle out this time of year, right? Yeah. And then in the uh, American League, you still got uh, – Toronto at 74 and 62, right behind the Texas Rangers at 75 and 60. Uh, Houston at 77, 60, who just dropped two games to the Yankees. 
they play again today. So, uh, yep. You know, you got you got three teams there, kind of fighting out for that wild card position. Toronto Blue Jays are still in it. I mean, yep. they're they're right there with the uh, Astros and the Rangers. So yep. we'll see how that plays out. Division leaders are so Tampa Bay lost uh, last couple of games, so. But that's put a little, puts a little more separation out. between them and the Orioles for the division lead. Yeah, so, so right now the Orioles are firmly uh, leading that division uh, with a record of 84 and 51. So Seattle's still a division leader at 77 and 58. Uh, and then Minnesota Twins are still leading theirs at 71 and 65. I don't think, uh, let me see. Yeah, nobody's nobody's going to catch the Twins. Uh, Guardians are 66 and 70. Detroit's 62 and 74. They're, nah. Nah, no one's, no one's, no one's catching them. Seattle and Houston are kind of right there. Uh, they're still in a, Seattle's leading the division, but just barely. They're only, Houston's only one game behind them, so... The Astros are still right in it. Um, I wish the Astros would just go on a losing streak. Not a fan of them, but uh, they're they're right there firmly in it. So they could end up winning that division. Them in Seattle, it's a it's a coin toss right now. Who's going to win that division? Well, Houston is 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 on a uh, losing streak. Yep. Two games. That is true. The Rangers are only two games back. From the uh, once again the uh, the hot Braves man they're at ninety and forty five they're on a six game win streak and they're nine and one in their last ten I'm telling you they, they if they can, can if they can take this hot streak they're on into the playoffs man it's gonna be tough for anybody to beat them they're on fire right now yeah the Braves are head and shoulders above. Everybody else, the closest team to them, record-wise, is going to be the Orioles at eighty-four and fifty-one. Think about that for a minute: eighty-four and fifty-one. The Braves' record is ninety and forty-five. That's uh, that's um, just that's pretty impressive, um, if you ask me. That's pretty impressive, and their their head and shoulders better. Above everybody else, right? They've separated themselves. My personal opinion, they have separated themselves from the rest of the field currently. Yep. <sighs> what do you think? Um, for me, I think I think that Toronto has a chance. Is battling with Houston and Texas to get that. Uh, third or second place in that wild card spot. I do agree. Houston and Texas are really battling with Seattle for uh, that AL West division uh, leader. In um, Boston, Boston's done. The Red Sox are done. The Yankees are done. The Guardians. Probably the only team right there is probably Toronto that have a chance right there to try to get the last playoff spot. 
from mm. uh, Texas. Because it's only one and a half games back, so. Alright. And moving on to the National League. Um, I also think if the Braves can carry all this, all um, of their best playing to the playoffs, they're going to have, they're going to be really a, a tough, tough team to beat in the uh, National League playoffs. Um, I think the only team that has the probably the best chance in the National League to beat them would be the L.A. Dodgers, which they're going to play them today. Um, you're a tight race in the wild card. Chicago is only two and a half games back from Philly to get a number one wild card spot. Why Arizona and San Francisco are tied for the number for the last wild card spot. Um, the Reds, eh, maybe, but uh. The Marlins are coming back. Marlins are coming back. They're in a. They're actually winning right now, uh, yeah. three to one against the Washington Nationals. Oof. Yeah. Um. Philadelphia is currently winning against Milwaukee, four to two. Yeah. Didn't didn't Milwaukee beat Philly yesterday? Uh, I'd have to look. Not sure. Oh yeah, they did. Um. The Seattle is currently losing to the Mets, four to two. The Mets? Where is he? <laughs> All these have playoff implications. Texas is currently ahead of the Twins, 3 to nothing. How are they losing to the Mets? The Mets, the New York Mets, lost <laughs> great pitchers. It's baseball. Anything can happen in baseball. Like, uh, bats go cold, and just, that's baseball for you. Anything can happen in baseball. All right, so okay. Uh, I'll take a moment. The uh, U.S. team lost the FIBA championships in the semifinals. They lost to Lithuania. Lithuania owned them. They made it a game towards the end, but Lithuania uh, was had that game in hand for the majority of the day. So. Uh, that's unfortunate for the U.S. team. However, they still qualify for the Olympics, so they'll be in the Olympics, but they got a lot to work on before they play in the Olympics uh, Yeah, I think next they... year. They they need to really take a look at themselves. I think Coach Kerr needs to take a look at himself, too, because I was actually surprised at his coaching job in that game. I don't think it was his greatest coaching job. I think that he didn't have the lineups correct. Um, you could tell some of the players that he brought off the bench were better and should have been starters. I think uh, Pilo Bencaro should have been a starter. Uh, yeah. Halliburton should have been a starter. Uh, I'm not sure if Anthony Edwards should have been a starter. Yeah, he had good stats, but I'm not sure if he makes... I don't know. I'm not sure about him. Um, I just think there could yeah. be some lineup adjustments. I just I'm I'm 
wasn't a fan of, of Steve Kerr's lineups that he put out on the floor. I don't necessarily know if the players he put on the floor worked well together. Um, yeah, I don't think either that um, he did a good lineup right there. Um, I don't think Anthony Edwards should have been a starter. He puts up good stats, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he worked with the lineup he was in. Mm-mm. I just sometimes players mesh together and sometimes they don't, and I just don't think he meshed with the starters he played with. Yeah, I think USA. I think Team USA might need better players. I don't know about better players. I just think that Steve Kerr needs to rethink his uh, lineups. I think his his lineups could have been better. Um, because there's a couple of times where he got the lineups right. He had the right players in together at the right time. I, th- I think he needs to figure out the lineups. I think his, his issue is, is just getting the players who complement each other together on the floor at the right time at the same time. I don't think he did a good job of that in the FIBA uh, World Cup championships. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, th- I think he could do a better job of that. But um, other than that, I don't have a lot to uh, add. Uh, I know that the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs are coming soon. Uh, NBA preseason should also start soon, which means the NBA will start and college basketball will start. So yeah, uh, you know we're gonna have a lot to talk about here coming up real soon. Uh, for our next episode, I think we're going to talk about uh, some of our NFL predictions about who will win each division. Uh, for the uh, NFL season opens this weekend, we might even sit down and do a uh, prediction of who we think will win week one. Uh, we'll see about that. And then we'll probably cover the results of the uh LSU Florida State game and uh, Duke Clemson game uh, on our next one also we'll see Um, if you guys have any suggestions please drop us a comment on our Instagram or our uh, Facebook page and if there's uh, topics you'd like for us to cover and we'll try to cover them Um, other than that we will end our episode for today We thank you for listening, and please subscribe and continue to listen, Um, and that's all for today.